as a business owner, if you take value and pride in what you do, you're going to take time to make it right. The easy way out, the lazy way is to copy and paste. And then you're not going to be rewarded for that, you know, long term. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. This is the podcast dedicated to you as a marketing director or a small business owner um, who's really trying to figure out the marketing world, but more importantly, actually give value to your customer, your potential customer, your audience, the making an impact in this world, giving that value back, educating them, make sure that you're viewed as a resource, a utility uh, before you ever ask for a sale. And so that's kind of what we do here. We try to go through all of the tips and tricks that we can talk to people who are in the industry who are doing it really well. Um, and that kind of brings me to my awesome co-host today, Miss Lauren Lewis. Say what's up, Lauren. What's up? What's up? And then our other amazing, awesome guest co-host, Miss Emily Burris. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I totally butchered it. Before we were recording, I said I knew her name. Emily Burgess. And then I was like, I'm going to, let me just clarify what's your last name. Cause I always try to make sure. And I was like, I'm going to butcher it. And sure enough, I did. I'm so sorry. You freaked Emily. yourself out. It's I okay. got, <laughs> happens every time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Emily Burgess. How are you today? So good. So, good. so fun. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me here. Absolutely. I'm so excited that you're on here. So Emily and I uh, actually, and her hu- awesome husband moved away from us. So they did live in Northwest Arkansas where we live. Uh, but then they decided they didn't want to be here anymore. And they didn't want to <laughs> be happy anymore with us. So you moved. Uh, where did you move to? So we moved to Colorado and then hated it and moved up to Boise, <laughs> Idaho and are in love with it here. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. Actually, I don't know that I actually knew you moved to Idaho. I knew about the Colorado thing, um, but so happy for you. So tell us a little bit about you, actually. So family. Yeah. So my husband was a missionary in England and Turkey when we got engaged And he moved home and we got married and did not know how things worked. We got (laughs) pregnant like two seconds after we got married. And um, I had worked for a camp up in Northwest Arkansas and he was um, doing insurance. We did not have any money. We had to go to a teen um, pregnancy clinic in Arkansas. So that was really, really fun. Um, But we found, my husband found a job in Colorado. So we moved there and had our first child. And then we moved up to Boise, Idaho, totally a miracle from the Lord. And um, we've been there for almost six years and he works for a mission aviation company. So they like fly planes all over the world and he gets to write stories about the missionaries. And we have two girls. They're hilarious and so sassy and so fun (laughs) and so sweet. And um, I had been working for a nonprofit organization, Christian organization until the past two years and started up with my own business with a direct marketing company. What? <laughs> That's awesome. And I will have to say that you guys uh, will provide show links and stuff. Um, but you guys definitely have to check out Emily's awesome and beautiful family. You guys are just like magazine picture. Perfect. Beautiful. I mean, your husband's he's what every guy wants to look like. I'm like, I don't know if I could. <laughs> like, I wish I could, but you know, we we all have our own things Thank we you. have to deal with, but you know it's fine. It's fine. 
we'll have him on the show next time. So, um, but Emily, you are awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. So we like to start off our show talking about something that we're obsessed with. So it can be anything. It doesn't have to be business related or whatever, but, uh, let's, uh, Emily, or I'm mean, sorry, Lauren, let's start with you. So talk to us about something that you're obsessed with this week. What's going on with you? Okay. So something I am obsessed with currently is actually, don't laugh, but it's the Enneagram. Um, I have been, I finished the Road Back to You, which was a big book with the Mm -hmm. Enneagram. And I really liked it. And so I actually got the second book. And that's what I'm actually reading is The Path Between Us, which deals with the Enneagram, specifically with relationships. Um, So I consider my husband to be really weird. And I love that. (laughs) Um, But it provides some pretty big challenges. So the Enneagram has been really helpful for that. And so it's been a really cool thing to do. Um, So I'm trying to read more nonfiction this year. So this is part of my goal and I'm actually really liking it. So check out the Enneagram. So what, isn't there a guy that wrote a bunch of songs like tied to the Enneagram? Like he wrote specific songs, like with the people that have specific numbers. Yes, your wife has has told me about this all the time, and I still have yet to look it up. It's not because I don't think it's cool. I just forget about it. Yep. I'm a (laughs) three-wing four, four-wing three. (laughs) All I know is I'm Slytherin, apparently. That's bad. Alex said you were a three-two. Three-two, yes. That's what I am. There you go. And yeah, so it, it, but the song, so I did hear the song that was like related to my number and it, yeah. I mean, it fit perfectly. Like it's, it talks about all the, there you stuff. Go. yeah. So it's amazing. So yeah. Hey, good one, Lauren. Man, mine's thanks, not going to be thanks. that good. All right, Emily. <laughs> Up your game, man. Yeah, Up your game. For real. Emily, something you're obsessed okay. with this week. Well, so I'm always obsessed with thrifting. Like that's my thing. Thrifting, bargain mama kind of stuff. And it is my oldest daughter's spring break this week and my youngest daughter is still in preschool and so we found a memory you know that game memory that you like flip the cards you know like you find no two idea. cards surely you've got so many kids you, you know memory, to play memory. <laughs> the one, is you one have, true like, statement you have so many kids <laughs> that's true <laughs> but we found a barbie oh, memory you know like know, you flip yes, the cards um, and you have to find the matches yes and so I got to take my six-year-old to a coffee shop yesterday, and we just she had hot cocoa, and we played memory, just the two of us, That's and it was awesome. really, really special, really sweet. That and memory awesome. was only twenty-five cents, so that made it even better. Wow! Yeah, yeah. that is awesome. Uh, okay, well, I had one, and then it was lame, and so, <laughs> my, dang it, you guys both had good ones. Um. Well, I will say this. So I have this week, so the wife and children, all all of my children, the so many <laughs> children that I have, uh, were out of town. Actually, they went to Shreveport to see my wife's uh, grandmother. So they do that like once a quarter and take the kids down there while I had to work. So anyway, while I was home, I kind of, I never watch Netflix. Like I never just get to sit down because it's, you know, late and whatever else. And if we do, I fall asleep on the couch. It's just terrible. So I actually got some time and I sat down and I started watching. I was just like, I'm going to sit on my laptop and work and I'm just going to put something on. And it was literally the, uh, the CNN documentaries, like the nineties and the two thousands and the eighties. Oh yeah, Dude, I'm so obsessed with that now. It is so good. I have, I have learned so much about Ronald Reagan. 
Like, I feel like I could <laughs> teach a class now on Ronald, Re- Ronald Reagan. Wow. Um, and I'm going through the same. So it, as crazy as it is, but like the AIDS epidemic in the 80s, like I knew uh-huh. about it, but like did not like know completely about it. And it's crazy. So what's okay. This is not what this podcast is about. And I hope somebody is still <laughs> listening to all of this because I'm going to for just a second. But it's kind of crazy how the trends of everything keep doing the same thing like where we're living at right now and like fear of things and like you know the political okay. stuff and the you know border wall and homeland security and all, all the things in the 80s there were like similar things where people were like freaking out about stuff and it was all politically charged and there were so many I, it's and the same thing happened in the 2000s I, i'm just blown away i'm like history repeats itself people if you did not know mm-hmm. this which we all know this but you know what i mean it's, it's it was just awesome to see so anyway I'm sorry, Lauren. She's yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> hey, I wrote my senior paper on Ronald Reagan, so we should you know. we should have a whole we're gonna start a whole nother podcast just about well, I don't really care if you agree or disagree with his his you know presidency. There were a lot of yeah. really interesting things about him. I knew he got shot, but I didn't know it was like a month in or three months into his presidency. It was kinda of crazy. It was like super fast. You should know this, Lauren. You you wrote a paper on it. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot about Ronald Reagan trivia now. Um, anyway, okay, so that is not a great transition into what we're going to be talking about today, but it is a transition. So uh, the reason that we wanted to talk with our awesome guest host, Emily Burgess, on the show today is because Emily does something really well, and I think that you as a listener can appreciate this, but it's authenticity through social media and doing things right on social media we are in for some reason in this day and time it is just social media has just become bombarded with selling things constantly i mean people blow up your inbox about it they're constantly posting on their social media feeds about buy my product buy this special special all this stuff not even brands i mean brands are doing that too but even more, it seems like there's a lot more people. Maybe it's just my friends. I don't know if your friends are doing it, but my friends are doing it. So, um, But doing this in a way that obviously no people know, like, and trust you, right? That kind of goes back to an old old uh, strategy of just, you know, what is it? Uh, how to win friends and influence people. Like, mm-hmm. amazing book on just how to just be a good human being, right? And mm-hmm. make sure that people know, like, and trust you. And so talking about social media as authentic and not just trying to I guess, go out and get your, your piece of the pie, but doing it well. And so anyway, that was really the reason that, uh, we were wanting to talk with Emily because Emily does, uh, an awesome job of just being who she is and people kind of flock to her and her, her awesome family. And so, um, I don't know, Lauren kind of kick us off and maybe some, we talk kind of, kind of, <laughs> if you're not watching the video right now, <laughs> Lauren's eyes, this got super big and her awesome headphones, people. There it is. We haven't talked about the headphones yet. If you're not watching this on video, you need to check out Lauren's awesome uh, gold headphones because they are killer. But um, I'm going to read this quote that that uh, that Lauren actually found. I thought it was pretty awesome. So it said, millennials respond well to things that are real and they call out things that are not. You want to start with something that's genuine and not just built for the demographics. Build something because you care about it and audiences will care. I think that's phenomenal. And that was um, off Inked. It, uh, who is the guy? Fruhlheinger? I don't know. Sounds <laughs> foreign. That's a quote from him. We quoted him. We got it. But um, 
it was a, it's awesome because that's exactly true, especially, I mean, I say our generation, I mean, we're, uh, we're on the later half of the millennial here. Um, but it is one of those things that we can spot somebody who's fake, like immediately. Um, and that rings true. If you're passionate about something, that's just automatically going to flock to, uh, or people are going to flock to that because it's, it's authentic and it's, it's refreshing and it's not production. It's not all these things. It's real. And so, um, anyway, so Lauren, I'll come back to you, but I want to say, Emily, so talk to us kind of about what you do because you sell a couple different things. But like I said, I don't think that immediately people would automatically know that because you're passionate about several different things. So talk to us kind of about what you do and uh, how you approach just your general awesomeness. Is that a word? Can I? Well, thank you for saying I'm awesome. <laughs> I am not a millennial. I'm in my late thirties. So what? you don't like, look it. I- I'm you a grandma here. I'm just the grandma. Claim it. No, it's okay. <laughs> just claim that, girl. So, okay, here, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. <laughs> so, when I lived in Arkansas and in Colorado, I had, just like many of, many of you, like had a ton of friends that approached me about many network marketing companies, but specifically Plexus. Mm -hmm. I went to college down in Arkansas. A ton of my friends started promoting it down there. And so they were messaging me left and right. And I wanted nothing to do with it. And I'm I'm not going to get into like Plexus specific, but I wanted nothing to do with Plexus. I wanted nothing to do with network marketing. I loved people too much. Mm -hmm. And I felt like if I were to ever do network marketing, then that would change everything. I felt like people would feel like I was befriending them just for my business benefit, and I wanted nothing to do with that. Um, so after a series of, you know, like throwing samples away in the trash that a friend sent me, after a series of watching for three to four years, friends doing this, um, I think I kind of got to the place where I realized these specific products, you know, they're legit. My good friends are not just in it for a hot minute trying to make a buck. Like they believe in them. Just like you said, Brian, like they believed in them. They saw personal results. And these are people that I loved and trusted it exactly like what you just said. And so after, you know, my husband, he was working in a nonprofit ministry. I did nonprofit ministry, but my heart longed to be home with my kids like so many moms, but we were really tight financially. And so, I mean, I literally would go to thrift stores or yard sales and I would buy things and fix them up or, or sell them on Craigslist just to make a couple of dollars to help contribute so I could stay home with my kids. But anyways, all that to say, I finally made the decision after a month of like praying about it, being very intentional, writing a pro and con list with my husband this is something that I was going to pursue, but I was going to do it differently because I knew how skeptical I was. And I knew Mm -hmm. kind of just sitting back, watching all of those other people love them, but watching those other people, it really turned me off and I wanted to do it differently. So, um, I don't know if you want me to like kind of talk through what I did or. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so sorry if you can hear my heart beating through my throat right now. <laughs> you are totally fine. We can't, but it's oh, totally yeah. fine. So I will, I will say this too. I, and you, you kind of hit on it too, about like playing the long game 
with this, right? It's it's not it was you noticed that people were not just trying to, you know, make a quick buck, right? It was going yeah. for a long time. And that's that actually brought up something that I remember. So recently I bought a product from a, a guy that I've gotten a ton of value from for years. It's been like five or six years that I've listened to this guy's podcast and you know, he'll do different things, but he's never really trying to sell anything. And so by the time we got to the point where he he was selling something. I'm like, I want to buy it, whatever it is. I want to buy it. Right. Yeah. And so because he's provided that value consistently because he's passionate about it. And so what he provided was not just some random thing, but it was like, Hey, I know there's a problem. This is my personal result from that. I know it works. And if you want it, here it is no pressure, basically, you know what totally. I mean? And so that made it totally all the difference. So, so he was not attached to the result. He was attached to the act activity to the relationship that he was building with you and with his audience. Um, and you know, John Maxwell talks a lot about consistency compounds and how like growth is hard. Growth is always uphill, but that consistency will compound and it may not happen in a week. It may not happen in a month. It may not happen in two years, but as you are consistent doing whatever it may be, then you will see growth. And so I think that that is so true. You just, you have to prove the trust factor to those people that you mean what you're talking about. Yep. So um, when I started with Plexus, January of 2017, I did just a very vulnerable post on social media because I was scared to <laughs> death. I mean, I yeah. was scared to death to make this post, but I was very real and very vulnerable. And I feel like from that day forward, that has just been my mission to just share my story and to share my loved one's stories, never to copy and post. Cause I'll tell you that that was something that really turned me off. And I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. have seen that, but with some network marketing, even within my own company, you will see the exact same dang post recirculated <laughs> over and over. Graphic. And it just, it seems to be graphic. Yes. Too. You're like, I've just seen this three times. Oh, three people have posted that same thing. Yeah. Oh, now 30, 30 people have. So, you know, I just, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's been a really big passion of mine is to create my own content um, and to share my story with my heart and with my words. Um, and, you know, there are times like, I know we're talking about social media here, but there are going to be times when that inspiration has run dry. And so for me, I like to I'm sure you guys know about like the save function in Facebook and in Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like if I see if I see a post, um, what I'm going to do that like really resonates with me that I really, really, really like what I'm going to do is I'm going to click the three dots in the right hand corner and I'm going to click on that and then I'm going to click save post. And then eventually I can go back to that and let that be my inspiration. And I might take like one sentence yeah. from the post and kind of let that inspire me. But I try really hard to never repost because I just don't want to hurt my credibility. And yeah. I want everyone to know what I'm sharing is from my heart. So, yeah. No, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And that's actually, that's a really good practical thing to do because that's, I, I think the only thing that I save right now are like stupid cat videos or like memes. <laughs> So this is good because this will help me to make sure anything that's like inspiring, which I scroll, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. 
but then I forget. Yeah. About it. So this is actually a good, good practical thing to actually do. And especially if you're, and I mean, we're, so at Go Rogue, I mean, that's what we do is, is repurpose content. And so a lot of times you're taking something that's already been valuable and breaking it up and making it even more valuable or seeing it from a different light or a different perspective or totally whatever that is. So that's actually really, really good. Um, Lauren, Thank you got anything you. to add, add to that? Cause I know you do a lot of that too, with some of the content that you're producing. Right. Um, I think, I mean, it goes back to that. It's pretty easy now in our digital space to see the motivations behind the content you're posting. And so people can really spot when you're just in it for the dollar sign, you're just wanting to get them to sign up or subscribe to your email list. Um, and so I think when you're able to really say, you know, I'm here to educate you. I'm here to um, show you my passion behind why I'm doing what I'm doing or um, why I love this product. And you see companies that show you, you know, way across, you know, the country where their products come from. And the reason they do that is because they want to show you um, how much they love what they're doing and where the roots are. And I think that's really cool. And so I think it's, it's all about your motivation and being able to show that. Um, And I think if, your true motivation is just money. Um, it's that ick factor is going to be mm-hmm. all across yeah. your stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I think even with that, you talk about, I mean, I think I, I've messed up this statement every time and Lauren always helps try to correct me on this, but it's like the, <laughs> if you're chasing money, the quickest way to not get it is to chase it. Something along that line. Oh, <laughs> It's a really good, Gary Vee talks about it. It's a really good quote. You guys have to believe me. It's a really good quote. Um, but it is that it's like, if you're the, the quickest way not to get something is to be chasing it like crazy. So if you're constantly showing that desperation or you talk kind of totally. like, like dating almost, it's like, if you're just constantly totally. being desperate and that's the vibe you're putting out, you're never going to have a girlfriend, boyfriend, mm-hmm. whatever it is, because mm-hmm. that's what you're, you're constantly throwing out there. And it kind of, it goes the same way with social media. It's not intended to be a place where people sell. That's that's not the intention. It's supposed to be pure. Now, what happens though, just because we're humans, natural conversations happen, right? And and you automatically go into, hey, what do you do? I'll do this, and oh, hey, oh, I've been having that problem. Oh, great, hey, I offer this. Like it just naturally happens, and that's the way mm-hmm. it should be. That organic stuff. Um, and so, kind of Emily, I don't know if you kind of maybe seen some do's and don'ts um, of what, what has happened on, you know, social media or even in those, um, I will say kind of like what I said before was like the same graphic posted big sale, yeah. big sale, big sale. And that's almost like, I mean, we would talk about like stopping the scroll and social media. That's one of those things. It's like, you want people to pay attention. And if it's the same stuff constantly, they're not going to stop and even see it. Totally. Um, so. Totally. I think, I mean, I think that you just have to have your brand. You have to figure out what your brand is. And that could be really hard for some of us. I mean, I'm a stay at home mom that is just with a bunch of toddlers. And so what is my brand? You know, but everybody has a brand. Mm -hmm. And somebody was saying the other day, your brand is what you're passionate about. And so in, in social media, from what I have studied, it's best to have about three brands. So figure out, like for me, my three brands are mom life, thrifting, and health and wellness. Yeah. And so if I'm like kind of constantly going through that, and like you said, Lauren, like making sure I'm adding value and educating and making sure that my heart is to help others. I mean, we're all going to mess up. We're all going to sound oh, desperate yeah. at some point. Yeah. 
But I think if that's our mind frame and we're being authentic and we're not copying and posting, because I mean, that's the lazy way out. And I feel like as a business owner, if you take value and pride in what you do, you're going to take time to make it right. The easy way out, the lazy way is to copy and paste. And then you're not going to be rewarded for that, you know, long term. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's the main thing, just not copying and pasting and being you. And if you don't know how to do it, if you're not comfortable, I mean, this is a learned skill. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to, you know, follow after those people that you like, even like Rachel Hollis, right? Like she didn't know what she was doing. She didn't have um, people that wanted to publish her book. And so she just went on to Google, Google and yeah. figured out how the heck she self-publishes. And so I feel like that's what we can do too. Like, we can train ourselves to be the best in this business, whatever business you choose, but making sure that, again, it's authentic and real. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's kind of funny that you say that, too, because I, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm, I, I know of Rachel Hollis, but I know that, you know, I saw her her standee in Walmart and we all have to start somewhere. And that's awesome. Yeah. That she started just by self-publishing on her own. Yeah. Had so many no's and she's like, okay, well I'm going to go do this myself. Yeah. And she went and self-published. So pretty awesome. awesome. That is awesome. Well, and that, that I think too, goes back to even, I mean, you as a listener, like trying to figure these things out a lot of times is, don't try to be somebody else. Like you talked about like, you know, finding somebody and kind of following their style or following who they are. Like you see somebody like, I want to be like them, not ripping them off, but obviously like saying, Hey, they've kind of paved the way a little bit, like following mm-hmm. their footsteps. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but if you keep running into those roadblocks, there's nothing wrong with you know being a trailblazer and then doing something by yourself on your totally. own and figuring it out. Um, and a lot of times you can still keep you in that, and be still be authentic in that piece too. So that's uh that's awesome. Lauren, anything to add? I saw you taking some notes over there. I was taking notes on what Emily was saying. <laughs> I know it's exactly. I was like, oh, this is good stuff. Lauren's are just just chopping it down. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I mean, she's kind of on the money. I mean, just not copying and pasting. And um, as someone who does create a lot of content, um, I've had people steal my content before, and that really drives oh. me nuts. Um, what a compliment, like, Lauren. That's amazing. And by the way, I'm sorry I did that. I, I've already apologized multiple <laughs> I, times. I don't I, know I have to keep talking like, about this. <laughs> um, but like when I saw it, I was like, how does that help you? Like yeah. I, I, I really had that moment and I thought, well, that's kind of lazy. And, you know, I'm like, that just doesn't seem right. And how can that be authentic? And um, I think that's just it. I mean, it's it's not going to be. It's going to be something that's not going to speak to your branding. It's not going to speak to your company. It's not going to speak to you. It's, it's not going to resonate with your audience either. Yeah. Um, yeah. for the most part. Um, I will say I've so, noticed a lot of that to talk about being like knowing your audience, like Emily, I think you've done a great job of doing that, of just saying, Hey, I know what connects with them because they're like me. Right. And I, I think if you can kind of put yourself in that position, um, that, that, that rings, far truer than anything else, um, rather than trying to be this other person. Um, so I, so when I first started working, I actually started at singular, uh, way back in the day and I had this boss and, um, he, it seemed like he would just imitate anybody that came in. So if it was like a super country person, he was like, imitate them. And, you know, he's like, if they had a little more of a twang, he would like talk like that. And I'm like, 
And I just kind of saw him kind of being this different person with everybody. And I was like, but he wasn't like that. And I actually really liked who he was, but yet he tried to like kind of identify with so many different people that he kind of lost who he really was. And I was like, dude, just be yourself. Like you're a nice guy. You know what I mean? But I I learned that early on and that translates even more now, especially with social media. It's kind of the same thing. People can sniff it out almost immediately if you're trying to be, you know, somebody or be something that you're not. So, um, Mm -hmm. but And I think that's a confidence issue too, you know, like maybe you don't believe in yourself. Maybe you don't feel like if you were to be real and authentic that you would add value to anybody, but you will. Mm -hmm. And I think that you just have to become confident that you are special and you are, you know, you have value to offer. I just think a lot of that is people just feeling less than or comparing themselves to people who have gone above or ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, of course me and Lauren knows this. I think everybody should have a podcast. That's just, that's my own personal opinion because I truly believe that I'm like, you can tell your story. You can obviously have your voice matters to people and it can impact people in some way. Um, and so I, I think, well, Emily, now that you have been on our podcast, I fully expect you to have your own podcast. Talk I about will. Me. I will now. Yes. You learn. I'm converting them. I'm doing it. Oh yeah. I'm making it happen. That's awesome. Well, all right. So uh, to kind of, I guess, finish up here and just kind of uh, go through some final thoughts. But um, Emily, we can kind of start with you. But do you have any final thoughts on like people who are or advice on like somebody who's like, man, I really I feel like I'm too salesy. I feel like everybody around me is always just salesy, salesy, salesy. How can I kind of break through this um, and just take that first step? You talked about your first post being very authentic and just being like, hey, here's my heart. Here's who I am. Here's all the struggles. Here's everything that I'm going through. Is is that something that you recommend to other people or is it knowing their different audience? What what would be your your advice to somebody kind of stuck in that position? Um I I think yes, yes to all of the above. Um I think that you can be too like, oh, this is me. This is how I feel and it's almost <laughs> like, okay, we get it. Like we know cuz like, every post down, is this way. Down, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I think Yes, I think that it's so important to be real and vulnerable, but I also um, have been studying on the four color personalities, a big um, a book that a lot of people with direct marketing or MLMs, however you want to call it without throwing up, that's what they study, the four color personalities. And I think that's really helpful because as you're talking about like knowing your audience, which I kind of hate using yeah. that word yeah, because... Yeah. You know, not you. Like, that's just, I was actually thinking about it today. Like, I hate using that word because they're my friends. They're not yes. my audience. Like, I'm not something fancy. This is my my family, my friends. Yep. Um, but knowing and, and speaking to each of those personalities. And so with the four color personalities, very quickly, um, you have the red color personality. And that's the, the personality that's more like leadership, um, not money driven, but like, they want to, they want to provide for their family. Like that's something that really drives them. So I try to make sure I do a red post Mm -hmm. once a week. Then you do a blue, a blue personality, something that's really fun. So you want to make sure that you're sharing about the trips that you've earned or the community that you're a part of. That's fun. That attracts those blue personalities. Then you have the yellow personality. The yellow personality is the helper. So in my line of work, it's sharing about how I've been able to help 
this person with yeah. this particular situation or a testimonial. And then the other color is the green color personality. And that's the research driven person. And so I feel like if you just have, you know, like Brian, let's just say you're, you're a blue personality. So you're fun and you always are just posting to the fun personalities. You're missing out on 75% more of the people. And so I think just making sure that you're well-rounded, you're vulnerable, you're real, you're authentic. I think, and, and confident, you're beautiful. Not, not, not you specifically. Oh, 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 (laughs) but you know, like just finding that confidence and, and yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that was amazing. Seriously. It was was awesome. I don't know. I've ever heard of the color uh, personalities. That's, that's pretty cool. Lauren, have you, if final thoughts too, what's Uh a, you have, of course. I don't know about the Enneagram, Harry Potter. There's so many things. I have no idea. I don't about. think Harry Potter has anything to do with your personality. <laughs> but. Well, you, my, my wife would beg to differ. We, we talk That's about true. Harry Potter a lot. Like I shouldn't anyway. Yeah. So yeah, uh, go ahead there, Lauren. Sorry. Um, so I think my final thoughts, I mean, I think what Emily just said is just gold. Um, truly. Um, I think one of the things that sometimes I see mixed up is um, authenticity and then extreme transparency. <laughs> and um, there is a difference between being yourself and being authentic and then way oversharing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to realize that can really turn people off that they don't need to know your deepest, darkest secrets on Instagram. Like they really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can also seem just like this person is like, I mean, not to be cruel, but like they're just a little on the edge or going off like they're just so negative or things are so dark or it's just way too positive. It's just, you know, you've got to understand that there is a balance that needs to be um, made that being your authentic self, but also be an authentic balanced self um, and be real about your life and everything. But um, understand that your audience doesn't need to be um, a therapy session, maybe (laughs) as best as as best to put it. yeah, so that would be my 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 tip of the day. Don't let your audience hear your, your therapy session. <laughs> so don't air that dirty laundry on Facebook anymore, people. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so good. That's so good. Well, hey, Emily, thank you so so much for joining us. Seriously, you have been a wealth of knowledge, and we appreciate it so much. Um, thank so you. If people want to connect with you, right? Where where can people reach out to you? Uh, be friends with you, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Um, on Facebook, I'm Emily C. Burgess and on Instagram, I'm Emmy C. Burgess. So okay. is that what you wanted to know? Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, yeah. So, well, Hey, thanks again so much, everybody. Make sure you guys check out, uh, Emily online to reach out to her if you have any questions. Um, and also anything we've mentioned today, we always keep in the show notes. So you can go to those at goroguex.com. Uh, Lauren has been writing fur- furious, furiously over there. So they're going to be awesome notes. This is like really good. This is a great episode. So again, thank you, Emily. And, uh, we will see you guys later.
Do okay, it. what is one article of clothing that someone could wear that would make you walk out on a date with them? Wait, like, like I would go on a date with somebody in this article? So you're on yeah. a date, and this person walks in with this particular article of clothing, and you're like, I'm out. Oh, I leave. I yeah. leave. Yeah, it I, makes you leave. I have one, and it's it's terrible. <clears throat> so I literally broke up with a girl because of sandals. Like... <laughs> I'm just not a sandals guy. And so I, even way back when, this was like end of high school. Yeah, it was bad. She had sandals and I just, I like, I could not. I, I, it's, That's hilarious. What kind of sandals? So I'm so people, confused. Like strappy. Alex knows it. She, it's so funny. She's like, she doesn't have strappy any sandals. strappy sandals. That's the term I use too. <laughs> we'll have another episode based on that answer. Oh it's, it's terrible. It's so terrible. Yeah, I don't know what what my problem is. I got problems. I get it. So like chacos. No, see, those are some. Some are okay. Maybe it's more like the uh, the gladiator type sandals. The ones that are well, like brown kind of or flat. You know, I used to have a problem with flip flops. <laughs> by the way. I, I don't. I'm poor okay with the, like those. Your okay poor now. wife in the summer. She, My yeah. gosh. She, she she just kind of was like, "You're gonna have to suck it up, dude." Like, We're <laughs> married. There's no. I mean, you know, got other problems. So, <laughs> so funny. Anyway, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Emily. What is what is I, your article? I would say pleated pants. Oh, that's pleated a pants. Good one. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. That's a good one. Uh, what about you, Lauren? Jean shorts. They are <laughs> worst. What about like jorts? Like cut off? On a like... man. I, let me specify. On a man, yeah. uh, they are just the worst. The worst. What about one with like the little uh, carpenter like pocket for the hammer? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad has like eight yeah. million. Yes. Does he have New Balance, the white sneakers as well? Yes. I knew it. I knew it. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, next question, Lauren. What do you got for us? All right. What is the most embarrassing fashion trend you used to rock? Oh, gosh. I think the jean shorts was one of them. <laughs> you would. Yeah. Follow with some I did not wear sandals. I have, yeah, no, I have ugly feet. I hate my feet so much. Maybe that's why. See, it's that insecurity. So I'm like, I project my own insecurities on other people. You needed to tell yourself you're beautiful, Brian. My feet are beautiful. Good enough. I'm smart enough. Doggone people. Anyway, okay. So, Emily, what's uh, what would be your 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 fashion? Okay, so this is me being very real. <laughs> yes, authentic. I went to a private Baptist college, and I think I kind of like to rebel a little, and yeah. I would wear, like, cropped shirts. And I'm not a size two. Should have done it. <laughs> you go, girl. Fight the I man. Like, I like to kiss the boys. <laughs> are we talking, like, tube tops, or are we talking just, like, little crop top, like... Uh- all the above. Anything. All the above. You're like, I rebel. Oh. I rebel. That's amazing. <laughs> but that was like during the Christina Aguilera season oh, yeah. of life. Because I'm so much older than you guys. So, I mean, it was natural. So we all did. <laughs> it was around that era. Yeah. Christina and Brittany had an effect. I was I was more of an instinct guy. I had friends that were back. Anyway, yes. The whole thing. The whole thing. We, again, there we can go. get into that into another episode. Um, right. So... 
I had a I had a very baggy pants stage, which I think some people did, but like uh, mine bordered on like absolutely terribly baggy, like big big. Did baggy. you have to like fold them? Um, not that. So they fit. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> I saved up when I was 14 years old. I saved up, or maybe 15, like so much money to buy the Tommy Hilfiger Carpenter pants, right? The ones nice. with the loop that had the Tommy Hilfiger. I just, I wanted them so bad. And I literally bought them like two sizes too big. And the lady <laughs> that was checking them out, she was like, uh, do you need a different size? And I was like, nah, girl, I got this. And she was like, are you sure? Do you want to try them on? And now I... Should have listened or heeded her advice because I, I mean they were massive, they were so baggy and just. But I loved those things and they looked terrible. So and they were like a hundred and fifty dollars, like crazy expensive. It still is not my worst purchase in history though. Anyway, <clears throat> all right, Lauren, fashion trend. So I'm one of those people that. Unfortunately, I think I probably have like a plethora to choose from, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, mine are those, um, they were like those wire tattoo necklaces. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Those are coming They're back. They're back. I know. Yeah, I saw some I saw one the other day and I was very much like, oh my gosh, like, no, <laughs> don't do that. Like, you'll regret it. Like, you really will. <laughs> So you don't even know you're trendy now, Lauren, with your old fashioned sense. See, I can't rock those baggy pants. I can't. I can't <laughs> Just do give that it now. some time. That is true. That is true. Oh. Uh oh. I've got a baby crying. So we're gonna end 